Well, hello everybody, it's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you really know that God is with you wherever you are. Well, can I ask you this question as we begin today? Have you ever been tempted? Tempted to do something you shouldn't? Tempted to gossip? Tempted to be jealous? Tempted to uh, judge? Tempted by pretty people? Tempted by possessions? by power. I don't know about you, but I seem to live a life where my world seems surrounded by temptations and it seems so unnatural within me to be tempted to do things and to even be uh, a kind of person at times that I wish I wasn't, but I am. Well, Jesus experienced temptation in his life. Just before Jesus starts his public ministry, as we've been reading from the scripture in recent days, Jesus goes out into the devil and it says that he was tempted. Matthew chapter 4 verse verse 1 says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Um, It's a common and human thing to be tempted. One of the things that when you read the lives of the saints is that they struggled with their personal sinfulness. Uh, they, They were tempted by things in their lives. They were filled with thoughts and feelings towards others that they shouldn't have been at times. They were so tremendously human. And what I love about the saints is they give me great hope that I too, that there's hope for me because they were so human in their temptations. And yet they were constantly aware of their need for God. And that's in a sense what Lent is about, isn't it? Lent is about being aware of our need for God and and coming face to face with our humanity. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Even Jesus was tempted. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And afterwards, he was famished. You'd be hungry after 40 days. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the son of God, command those stones to become loaves of bread. The temptation comes along and the temptation is for bread. He's gone away to fast, to prepare himself for the life that he's about to have. He's preparing his own relationship with God. He's fasting And so where does he get tempted? He gets tempted right in the area of what he's doing. Many of us are like that, aren't we? We get tempted right in the area of the things that we're doing that would take us away from what is important and needed in our life. Think about your own life. Just think about your life. Where often are your temptations? Where often are those things that want to take you away from where success would come? I know that there are temptations in my life of thought and deed that come that I need to resist that are in my life that are real and that have power and and so Jesus rejects the temptation what does he say Uh, the tempter came to him and said if you are the son of God command these stones to become loaves of bread but he answered, it's written, one does not live on bread alone, but by the very word, by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus replies and said, let me go to the scriptures. Let me go to truth, because that's what the scripture is. He said, let me go to truth and your temptation of bread providing 
for yourself. No, no, no. He says, I'm going to trust that God's word is sufficient for me. I don't need your word. I need God's word. In other words, he focuses back on what God is asking of him. And that to me is when I was younger, sometimes I'd avoid temptations because of the trouble it would cause afterwards, if that makes sense, uh, to, to do certain things in particular. I think, oh, that's no, too much trouble. I'll avoid it for that reason. But that's not what Jesus does. Jesus doesn't do it because of, the, of what might happen. He does it because it's moving away from truth. And the truth is that God is the provider for him. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. What the devil tempts him with is the whole issue of, well, tempt God, jump off, see if God will look after you. Um, and, and we know that we, we should not put God into positions where God has to do things because we deliberately act in a way that's irresponsible. Uh, what this is, this is also about power. You know, you've got the power to command and command even God. And Jesus says, again, it's written, do not put the Lord your God to the test in verse 7. So he says to him, no, 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 God has rules. There are laws. I keep those laws and I don't have to test. I'm not going to test God to see what God would do if I'd breached one of his, but one of his laws. Verse eight, it goes on. It says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to them, all of these I'll give you if you'll fall down and worship me. And what's he doing? He's tempting him with worldly recognition. He's tempting him with worldly uh, power and worldly pleasures and worldly recognition. And what is Jesus's response? Jesus comes to him and said, says to him, away with you, Satan, for it's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And, 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 and then, and then uh, by pushing it away, he comes back again by focusing upon what God is asking of him, of who he is. And he sees God for who God is in his life. When very practically and very simply, very practically and very simply, temptation will come to us. And Lent is in a sense the examination of our lives and we see weaknesses and we see sin and we see temptations and we need to make decisions in Lent about how do we deal with those things. Maybe you've allowed the temptations of your life, you've acted upon them and they've moved you away in your mind, in your peacefulness. Maybe you've acted on them in some ways and, and, and you're continuing to act on them. Lent is a time when you examine those things and say, no, I must change, I must repent, which that's what repent means, change, and go back to where I am. Lent is this examination of our life in, in the light of who God is calling us to be. When we examine our conscience, the examination of our conscience is, is that exactly that thing, is this the way I'm meant to behaving. Temptations will come. It doesn't say it in Matthew's gospel, but it says that the devil withdrew to come back and tempt him at another time. Temptations will come. They will come. Our job is to keep our mind on Jesus and say, Jesus, what are you saying to me about my life? 
about myself, where I am right now, with all of my responsibilities, whatever they may be, whatever age I am, what are you asking of me? Temptations will come to take us away from who God calls us to be. And we have to be constantly pushing them away, using God's word, using our conscience to say, that's not the way I should walk. Not just to avoid them because the consequences and, and the difficulties that will come will not be good, but because they breach God's, God's uh, intention. What then happened? Jesus leaves the, leaves the desert full of the Holy Spirit, ready, having been tempted for what God will call him to do. When we overcome our temptations, it elevates us to the place where we can take the next step in our life. Loving Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise because you're so abundantly good. We're ready to take the next step in this Lent. Help all of us to walk in your way. And Father, we make this prayer in Jesus' name through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God's never, ever far from you.